Good evening, Jennifer. Good evening, Ed. Good evening, Josh. Welcome to the Gleeful Podcast with Josh, Jen, and Ed. You can find us on Twitter at Gleeful Podcast. I'm at Josh Burnell. She's at Jenny B. Creative. He's at Edward Giordano. We open there up there with the sultry sounds. Not so sultry. Uh, quite the opposite. How do you how do you say squeaky and yet not make it an insult? It just you know what I I do think she has a good voice and she's an incredible dancer, but for some reason the recording on this sounded a little tinny to me. Like when we were watching it for the first time, you, you had the volume up pretty loud and it hurt my ears by the end of it. But I think she sounds great. I, just, I disagree. I think she's horrible on this. I think that the problem is Stevie Wonder. You know, all cards on the table. Stevie Wonder top five favorite singers of mine I have every record he ever recorded even a time to love uh from the new like a couple years ago which is not very good but amazing stevie wonder can't say enough about him but like you know it's like they always used to say on american idol like you can't do stevie wonder and you can't do mariah carey because they already done done it as how randy jackson would have put it uh, and so it, it, I think like a lot of them are struggled on the songs in this one and she was just ill-equipped. I, I just didn't think Kitty didn't have anything on this one for me. I thought it was fun though. Like to me, it, it kind of reminded me of the, you know, the girl bands of the sixties, the girl groups of the sixties, mm. but it's still just it something in the recording. It just sounded a little off, but, um, yeah. I'll bring it up later. <laughs> Ed, what did you think of uh, what did you think of Sign Seal Delivered from the latest episode of Glee? Well, are, just just that, or are we, are we talking the whole episode? Well, uh, we were just talking about the song. Okay. Well, I mean, it was probably my least favorite number of the episode. That that being said, something something that you mentioned last week about Kitty and Ryder's relationship. And Kitty and Artie's relationship this week, and of course, I'm a I'm a I'm a big I'm a big Kitty person. I think <laughs> I th- like she's like, like she's really like sunk her claws into me, and I'm like I'm like in her like hair. I'm really like her as a character. <laughs> I really, like I re- like I really like her as a character. Yeah, yeah. I I think she has expanded as a character. She still has these moments of just like going for the jugular, and then kind of schizophrenically like bouncing to being nice in the same well moment. no but i mean she's kind of like i don't know she's i want to say in some ways she's she's like santana done right because she still hasn't been santana's like like come around to being like oh i would be a nicer person because of whatever whatever trifles in her life but right now kitty still still hasn't Kitty's still in that like nice period where she hasn't she hasn't she hasn't suffered for her sins. So I I could still be- mm. I could still believe the crazy to 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 good like the, the how it goes back and forth and and just as she said was it this week or last week there she's like well guys think I'm like easy to put out but then I but then I like she 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 she's that great dichotomy and I and like that sums up that speaks volumes about her character like. She she's she's she seems like she's easy, but she's actually this really sort of deep Christian girl somewhere in there. Well, and the thing is, like the thing that I still get from her is that now that we know a little bit about her background, she's just she's always on attack mode. Like she hasn't even reined it back to defense mode. She's just always on attack mode. And I think she's at least aware enough of it that now she's like instantly 
ready to be apologetic about it. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, that part feels very real. You know, I think she, I, yeah, I have a feeling I, that that's just something that she's her, become. I'm, what I'm afraid of with her is if she gets punished for her, what she's been doing and then she like pretends to turn around and like has like this heartfelt character building scene and then then she doesn't stick with that i feel like that will diminish the genuineness of her evilness so i would rather i would rather just be like this all right no okay i, I, I don't mean, know i guess i just um I don't, there, there, there I, don't, are t- I don't want i just don't want to end up in the argument that you have with santana and quinn where they're like where they go and sue even that they go to oh, the yeah. good side and then and then they can't be evil again. I would rather I'd rather her just kind of stay evil if if I had to decide. Yeah, I mean she she's walking the line pretty well thus far. I will give her that. She's yeah. So far, I think they've done a good job of keeping Kitty uh, mixing her her evil and her nice and kind of playing back and forth with that. So it's cool. I mean, I don't have a lot of a compl- or I don't have a lot of complaints about Kitty as a character. She's definitely for me the most interesting of the two She's certainly the one of the two yes. I most look forward to. Uh, before the last couple weeks, if you'd asked me, I probably would have said Marley, but Marley's kind of become strange in the last couple episodes and we'll talk a little bit about that later on once we get to uh amber riley's storyline but uh let's talk a little bit about hold on on. someone someone mark this down amber riley's storyline right it It took took us four four years and her character moving away to just call that I really feel like Amber Riley's storyline or Mercedes storyline should be the title of the of our episode. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, it, noted. how great is it that it takes Mercedes four seasons to get a storyline and she's not even a major character anymore? This is but, more story I mean, than honestly, she's had since season is, one. This she's is like the first some. time that I was like, OMG, Mercedes, <laughs> I feel your pain. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Carry> <laughs> So like um, it, only took, it only took her going to LA to find it. Apparently. Exactly. <laughs> for them to like realize that, oh wait, there's a place for her in the world. Uh, so Jennifer, the episode Jennifer. was entitled Wonderful. The Wonderful. kind of Stevie Wonder tribute al- uh, album episode. episode. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Wonderful? I really enjoyed this episode. And I feel like I'm contradicting myself because there were several times in the episode where Things were so unbelievable and, you know, so out of left field. But it was done in a way with it, it, it was done with such good intent and I think done for the right reason and done with the right outcome, at least in my mind, that I forgave it all. So I thought this was great. I would I would give the show an A minus. Wow. An A minus. And I love the music. I mean what we have yeah, I just love Stevie Wonder, so and Ed, wonderful. What'd you think? I thought it was a very good episode in very many ways. The only, the only thing, and I was talking to I Am Floyd's mom about this uh, the other day, about how I was like, why is this a CV Wonder tribute episode? Like, I just, I didn't, like, like, like during the movies week, they had that, they had that, se- that dream sequence, and for guilty pleasures, they're like, they, they like was it, it, it led into something. But the CB Wonder theme didn't carry through. Like, if if Rachel would have called Will and and Rachel's like, I don't know what I'm gonna do for my second for my second uh, audition, and I and I really need to nail this. 
And if Will was like, you know, you should do a Stevie Wonder song to really stand out. I don't know if that's really the best advice in the world. <laughs> but if that was the advice he gave, then then it would have like connected the storylines, and it would it would have made the theme make sense. And so that's. I mean, I guess I guess I guess the real question is in my mind, is why did. Uh, um, Cassandra July do a Stevie Wonder song like what like what did she like like telepathically she's like oh they did that in another episode where it was all the songs by one person and then when it got to Cassandra she did one as well even though they weren't in uh Lima but Jennifer you're shaking your head well no I mean I think this is another time when it's like the the implausible or the unexplainable actually still kind of works and I mean I mean, it yeah, didn't, I, I guess I, it did bother. I would I say it didn't bother me. It, it, did, it did bother me to that. a point. I was just, I just wish there. Were, I wish there was a line of dialogue in that Rachel Will conversation that would have led to Stevie Wonder, and that I wish there was something in the Rachel to to the to the gay guys that reported to Cassandra July that also had some Stevie Wonder. Like, like there, like it would have been like. Like if if it just had one line, like Will's like, you should do a CB Wonder song, and then he's like, I'm gonna explore all the different songs in the class, and then and Rachel talks to the gay guys, and she's like, I'm going to, I you know, I'm thinking about doing a CB Wonder song for my, for my, uh, for my thing, and then they and then for her second audition, and then that would that would explain it all, like like it's just two bits of dialogue, and it would, it, I mean. Yeah, that's all I want. Is it's that, funny that, that you. It's funny that you keep calling them the gay guys because that's the extent of their characters <laughs> on the show. Is yeah. like I'm sure if you looked in the script, it said, and then two gay men walk up to Rachel. <laughs> well, and then I kept thinking, it's like always, you know, like in 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 the Disney movies, you always have like the villainess and her two little minions, and mm-hmm. like these Lots were her two. Jetsum. Exactly. You know, there's always or the hyenas or, you know, like there's always those little characters. But again, it's like, please, Glee has had much, much thinner thread connecting the themes in so many other episodes and it has not worked i mean this at least i think worked because i mean, I mean the songs i mean i guess my issue is with those other ones where they were just so out there that it didn't that it didn't work and this one was so close to being there yeah. i guess yeah. i guess i guess the mashup issues were like oh the mashups could be so great but they they fell short and this one could have been great with just two lines of dialogue that is not a lot <laughs> yeah and i think even if they hadn't ha- heavy-handedly said oh this is a stevie wonder week thank you writer um i know that was the was goofiest so line he's like <laughs> and we're gonna do songs by this person or you know he's giving all these hints and then writer stands up in the middle of the room and goes it's stevie wonder week <laughs> like thank you i guess and it's like but all of these songs work so well in their scenes I, again um yeah i can't I can't even fault it. I, I mean, it. I, I'm, I, I'm kind of between you two. I do agree, Ed, that like the second time I went through it, I did find myself kind of distracted, wondering like, what is the Stevie Wonderness of this plot line? Like, why did it have to be Stevie Wonder Week as opposed to anything else? That said, it didn't really bother me that much. I mean, Glee's like built an episode on less. Um, so to a point, it's like just the fact that they stuck to it. Like it wasn't like Lady Gaga week, but they only did two Lady Gaga songs. Like 
the fact that they stuck to it, the fact that Cassandra did a Stevie Wonder song to really just say like, hey, we're doing Stevie Wonder Week. We're 100% committed to the idea. I guess I'm cool with that. So I'm in kind of in the middle of you too. But I agree. It would have been nice to get a little more uh, of a of a connection. They could it do a lot worse. Yeah. I mean, of course, of course it could have been worse. But I mean, but even presumably from the same conversation, they could have did songs about joy, like it was wonderful. Well, I mean, again, and then and then and then inversely, Cassandra July doing a wonderful song would also be relevant to to Rachel. True. I mean, so, someone I mean, in the chat room just said, "Let's see." MD King in the chat room said, "Because Stevie Wonder equals optimism," and <laughs> you could make that argument, but it would yeah. it would have been nice to have Will well, actually then, say then, then that's they, why we're doing yeah. it. Then someone should have said that. Then, on the show. Again, all of these songs made way more sense than Poker Face. So, oh, without oh my gold and, or oh next to me, or, like so. Here, let's do the song that has nothing to do with the scene. Uh, but it's all good. Let's uh, let's listen to one of those songs. I'm sorry, I'm covering my face while I talk. Uh, let's listen to one of those and uh, we'll discuss. Uh, we'll get into some of the plots in the episode. Um, here's superstition. If you are a longtime listener. <gasps> Of the Josh and Jen podcasting universe, uh, the Idol Show, you might know the story behind Superstition. Maybe I'll tell it in a minute. I've probably told it. Before. I'm going to run and get my computer. No, please and see don't. If I can find- uh, and so <laughs> here is Superstition from by Amber Riley here on the Gleeful Podcast. Seriously, one of the greatest songs ever written. Uh, that is Superstition, uh, written by uh, Stevie Wonder, one of, by Emma Riley. One of Raven Simone's better moments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? You're breaking my heart. One of Josh Brunel's 
better moments too. <laughs> uh, that was superstition, and uh, we—you th- can't not move to that one. That was a—that was a great moment on the show, uh, and I liked—I thought you know Amber Riley did good job. I don't know. I wasn't in love with it, but it was I thought fantastic. she did a fine job. Jennifer thought she was fun. fantastic. Uh, uh, Ed, superstition, Amber Riley. I mean. I thought it was fine. Uh, I there's I've heard I've heard I've heard the song done many a times. Actually, I've heard a lot of these songs done many a times on many an idol and X Factor and voice. Touche. So, have so, you heard Josh's uh, version? I have heard the Josh version. I was <laughs> I, I recall the American Hope experience. I, I remember the discussion. Okay, so the short version. Okay, so the short version of the story for people that don't know it is that. Jennifer and I went to Universal Studios. Disney World. Disney World. Thank you. Disney World. Florida. And I was on the American Idol experience and I performed this song. And the irony is that all the years we did Idol, I always said, if you do Stevie Wonder, you will lose. And <laughs> so I, and I lost. I also Wait. lost because I insulted, uh, half I insulted the half the audience. But he, no. Because <laughs> I have a tendency to do that. Also, <laughs> the funny thing, not the funny thing is, but the wonderful thing is, like we go outside afterwards and people were waiting by the stage door for him. Like he actually signed little kids autograph books. These same kids that, you know, stand in line to have Mickey and Goofy and Pluto sign autographs. <laughs> Josh Burnell. And and mothers kept saying, like, Oh, you should have won. But he was up against two girls who were singing Disney songs and they were total, total, total idol auditioners. Like I mean, <laughs> It was it was so much fun. It was it was worth every minute that we waited and waited and waited and waited I, to I, do that. I made the mistake of my American Idol experience choosing to do a Nicki Minaj song. For <laughs> oh my, my god! <laughs> Wait, and you you, you said did that Starships you or something? What 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 Nicki Minaj song did you do? Super bass. I made the mistake. Oh, okay. of doing that. <laughs> Oh my I mean, god! What, what do you think I did? Stupid hoe or bees in the trap? What do you think I did? <laughs> <laughs> like, Roman. let's get real. Which one? Wait, I, do you have video uh, of this? Because I really want to see it. Um, the only person who might have recording of this is Vita. Yeah, you I totally don't. weren't supposed to record in the audience, and I'm sitting there in w- there with my little my little cannon. I've got my finger over the red light. Thank you. Like, <laughs> I was, yeah. I'm sure everyone does. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that was a little superstition in uh, Glee, and we had a, a we had a Mercedes plot in this episode. How crazy is that? We had some Mercedes in this episode. That's the ha- four seasons, honestly. Yeah. So she yeah. went to L.A. She got a record deal. She recorded a record. Now she's come back to record a music video, and and uh, to be the vocal coach, and to be the vocal coach. That's true. She also is back to do that. Yeah. But she's back to record a music video, and uh, she is going to be the vocal coach. And then there's some drama around her uh, record they want her to be someone that she is not Ed go ahead you know what the most unbelievable thing about about this about her storyline is is the record label own like they might not own like she might have wrote the songs or whoever might have wrote the songs but they 
technically own the recordings. Yeah. So That's what Josh was I, saying. I made that comment as well. Yeah. I mean, she might have bought it from them. Like, I know oh, a lot did, of people that have done that, not, but she didn't. She did not buy it from them. Her dad's a dentist. Them. I don't care how much soul searching they did. They will not let that record go out if they have the chance. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, she can keep searching that soul as much as you want, but she ain't going to find the right amount of money in there. I could, it was also funny the phone when she was on the phone with him and she's like these are my songs this is my story if i'm gonna tell my truth and there's a and i picture this guy on the other end of the phone being like why am i in this business these people are insane you know <laughs> you know there was a compromise here that many many acts do i mean they didn't want to have her picture whatever but there are many acts who who do like not like a picture not a picture of a person just like a picture you know that that she could have found she could have found something physical that represented her a physical object well jennifer like you had had the best you i mean the thing that bothered me is that she said they want me to be somebody i'm not and the thing is she has worn she has revealed more skin while performing in other you know in, in front of audiences for in regionals and sectionals and all that stuff and the thing is he wasn't really i mean we don't know what it would have escalated to. So I, I, I can't say. Because you if you're old, you've seen fame. <laughs> so we don't know what it would have. We don't know what his, you know, ultimate intent would have been. But for him to say, just, you know, drop the shoulder wrap. She wore less performing in the the um, the um Glee room, you yeah. know, at the end of the episode. <laughs> she was wearing a more revealing outfit there. And I know. I, I was just, like, like, I was like, when did you become all like prude? Uh, yeah. Prude about and, it. I'm like, and, and, and her her dress wasn't like scantily clad. No, and it was I don't, very I don't really modest. Think his request yeah. was that crazy. No, it, it wasn't. <laughs> and again, like we don't know what it would have escalated to, or you know, like maybe there was some other subtext there that we're totally missing. But it did bother me that she was saying like, well, they don't accept me; they only accept my voice. And, and he was totally accepting her. He was just trying to be, and it's he was trying to be to realistic. Work with what he had, yeah. I think. And he's trying to be realistic. I mean, come on. Like we all saw, you know, Whitney Houston's first album, her cover. She was so composed, and I mean, okay, granted that thing sold like crazy, but she was extremely <laughs> modest and, you know, composed on that cover. And I just kept thinking of that. I'm like. It wouldn't have been much different. I don't know why she was so upset. Well, his, I believe his comment in the episode was something like, you look like a church girl on her way to prom. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty accurate. That yeah. was an incredibly bad outfit. I mean, and he, so he wants to shoot the cover and show where it's good. I don't know. I just, there was a part of me that just said, it was it was a big, I understand the plot line that they were trying to build. I'm cool with yeah. that plot line. They just used the wrong storyline. They to get needed there. to go way further with it. Like they really needed to have him show up with the outfit and be like, "Here's the bikini I want you to wear," or whatever. Yeah. Or like, or here's and the- here's the song I want you to record. And it's like, you know, put it in me, daddy. And like, it's way inappropriate. And the show really could have made a point, you know. Right. But yeah, unfortunately, but they, it ended up being kind of goofy. They didn't do that. They didn't do that. Yeah, they, they didn't. It's like. They showed they showed a, a villain that was that most of us didn't even find that bad, and <laughs> Mercedes being somewhat unreasonable. Yeah, the, the creepiest the creepiest thing he said was, "I'd ask you to do it again, but I think that one was perfect." And I'm like, "No one's ever said that." <laughs> Like, come on. Hey. I was like, oh, that's where he's going to walk in and like put his hand somewhere inappropriate. Like, it was such a sleazy line. 
Yeah, I mean, there's so many other places that they could have gone to show how inappropriate the situation could be. But they, they, if they gave us one thing, not even, not even like a many, just they they gave us nothing that I thought was ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Not even one thing. But anyway, so so Mercedes did come back and she lost her record contract and she's going to sell it out of her car. She was cute. She was like, I'm going to sell it outside my church and I'm going to sell it on my car and I'm going to sell it on Amazon. Apparently, like, <laughs> Amazon is the equivalent of selling it out of your car in 2013. nowadays But yeah, so Josh made the same comment as you, Ed, that he's like, there's no way he gave her the, you know... The, the yeah. right to the recording. The, the right to the recording, hell, yeah. Hell nah. Hell to the no. Hell to the no. I cannot believe. I mean, I understand they pulled that back, but I still hate that song. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, God. Movie. Oh, but anyway. There's like a silly line about Wheaties in that song, isn't there? Oh, there's there's a hundred. That whole song is, it was supposed to be a joke. Remember about that Wheaties? whole song was a joke. Oh, is that what it there's, there's, there's a line that's like, my mama told me to eat my Wheaties, but I'm like, hell to the no. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. Was this one of the original songs? Yeah, when they all did, yeah. like, right before right before Britney sang My Cup. Oh, my. Okay. I totally forgot. You know, you know what they legitimately space need to do one day? They need to have whoever, <laughs> whoever, whoever falls in love with Sam eventually, whoever, whomever this needs to reprise Trouty Mouth. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. It would like, be interesting or, to have Britney sing or, that to him. Ideally, if Santana is still a main character, Santana could be thinking about Sam, and they could like do a they could do a side by side crossover duet with the new person in love with Sam. Oh. <laughs> Oh, wait, 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 wait. You're just you assuming you're going to say Britney? Britney Br- was in love with Sam at one point, and Santana could have been reminiscing on Sam and how now Britney was falling in love with Sam and Trouty Mouth the reprise, Britney, Britannia edition could have happened. It could have <laughs> happened. It, it, the plot points were there. That's right. But... They just, I mean, it could have yeah. happened. Well, let's, uh, let's. <laughs> we're all over the place. Well, are, we, are we going are we to, like, uh, we need some Glee alternate fiction. Go. <laughs> that'll be it. we'll do that as a uh, uh we'll do that as a contest during the wait, wait, okay as as a television show can they can can a tv show can this happen logic like physically actually uh, do an entire season and just like announce a season as like this is alternate universe season all these plot <laughs> points are not gonna or, or do not affect the actual storylines this season is just all different situations that that could have arisen from previous material. I well, think... if you're an old person, you remember that Dallas did it, where they killed a well, character in the first episode of the season, and at the end of the episode or end of the season, no. they it turned out he was asleep, and the whole season was a dream. No, the beginning of the next season, they did this whole thing. Yeah, so the beginning of the next season, the wife opens up the shower curtain, he's there, and she had the dream. But the thing is, I mean, you could say the same thing with you know, season five of Lost. You could say the last season of Roseanne. Oh, I mean, wow, they were never right. as transparent about it. It always seemed kind of like an. They always did it after the fact. Yeah, yeah, it was an afterthought. No, no, I, I see. I guess, I guess, I want them to be up. I want them to be like season six is. At, they could, they could put, they could put season all the kids six. back in high school. I'm exhausted. And they could take alternate history glee. <laughs> it's worth noting that uh, in the finale, Alter- in the series finale of Roseanne, you found out that pretty much the entire show was a dream. Well, there, there was a, there was a soap opera, some kind of medical soap opera that the last episode 
if they it was seen elsewhere. It was all in a kid's head. Oh well, yeah. yes. It was yes. all in the autistic kid's head at the end of seen elsewhere. But on, well, okay, the Bob Newhart or the second Bob Newhart show. Oh, where it turned out the second Bob Newhart show was a dream that of he a character had, from and the first he woke Bob up, Newhart show. It was him in the yes. We're just so, spoiling everything. No, we're not. Uh, let's I listen mean, to a song whatever. and we'll talk. We, <laughs> we've got some other. We've got lots of other think, plot lines. I think anything older than three years, you know, all bets are off. <laughs> three minutes. What are you talking? Three years. <laughs> let's. Uh, Thanks. Here's a bit of for once that in my life. <laughs> uh, or no, did I want this? Isn't the one I wanted. I wanted You Are the Sunshine of My Life. Uh, here's a bit of You Are the Sunshine of Kurt. My Life. Uh, so we can talk a little bit about Kurt here, performed by Chris Culver on the Gleeful Podcast. You are the sunshine of my life. That's why I'll always be around. So we had Kurt come back to Lima to get the results from his father's test, which I didn't know that was still a plot line. Did I miss something? I kind of thought we were well, past. I thought he was over No, no. Cancer. What, last week, remember? Oh, yes. You know, Sarah Jessica Parker asked like, about his health. And we so all went, really? So the second he showed up on the second he showed up on the screen, I said, holy bleep, they're going to kill him off. <laughs> yeah, Jennifer was sure of that. She's like, they're going to kill him, aren't they? I was uh, so mad. So Kurt came back and we got the dramatic no- news that his father, Bert, Bert Hummel, is uh, no longer has cancer, or at least it's in remission, in which remission. means the cancer is not growing anymore. I learned from an episode of Breaking Bad. Uh, and, and from your dad. And from my dad, that's true. Uh, <laughs> and, but so yes, the cancer is in remission, which is exciting. Uh, what's not exciting is that apparently there was a family meeting for these results and Finn didn't show up. I know, but still... Yeah, there's a couple of reasons it was really hard to not have Finn there. This was an episode that needed Finn. Finn needed needed to be be there. For the choir. He needed to talk to... He needed to have that conversation with Rachel at the beginning that she had with Schuster, which was just strange that she was talking to Schuster on the phone. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, there were places where Finn needed to be in this episode, but he was not, obviously. He's occupied. I hope uh, hope he's doing well. Yes. Oh, he's out. Uh, or the actors. Yes, okay, yes, 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 yes. Uh, All but right, yes. so Bert. So Bert was back. And we And we, that was pretty much, I mean, Kurt kind of came back and had some drama with Blaine in this episode and uh, the continuing plot line of will they or won't they going on with that. But uh, Ed, um, Kurt coming home and uh, and Bert, did, did Bert's cancer kind of come out of left field to you? Like, how did you feel about that whole thing? It, I mean, maybe if they didn't, if they didn't plant the Sarah Jessica Parker 
line like that so, so previously in the previous episode so it was kind of on yeah. my mind and then and then they 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 do it they they did a really good job with that with that one conversation they tied up the they made they they kept consistency of like why isn't Kurt going to Vogue anymore is why does he still have a job there where is there Jessica Parker been <laughs> and then they 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 led into the they led into the next episode Kurt storyline so that so that one. That one Sarah Jessica Parker conversation had lots of utility. It was funny, though, that Kurt comes back and Blaine's like, will you stick around for regionals? And he says, sure. My first thought is, yeah, because he doesn't have classes or a job or anything to do, apparently. Or Adam's apples. Or a boyfriend, apparently. Regionals regionals is on. I thought thought this was convenient because Rachel's like, oh, my, my... auditions on thursday on next thursday i'm like oh yes it is rachel yes, it is. <laughs> uh, so yeah i i mean it's convenient but that's okay convenience okay sometimes see i'm willing to suspend my disbelief for those things without question exactly. i just want I, I just want one dialogue about tv one <laughs> all right it's true i mean having kurt back in lima and and having them all back in lima is kind of cute i i don't you know, know. Crazy? okay so mike chang was in in the choir room I yes. was like looking at it. I kept, I kept looking at him. I was like, it, it was like it felt so right. I'm like, were you even gone? I'm like, I know you were gone, but were you really? Like, Brittany was kind of in your spot, and now Brittany's at MIT. So you're kind of you're <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, you're in mother in training. So it's kind of like it's kind of like the dancer spot never left. In some way, interesting. He blends so well. He blends so well in the in the in the choir room. Like, but I just wish you know what. Yes, I mean, like he comes and goes very seamlessly into it, and I and I do appreciate that, and I and I respect that because he is the best dancer that's ever oh, come Mike. through that show. Yes. Yeah, even but, if it, 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 you had pointed it out, yeah. like if you ever doubted Mike's ability as a dancer, put him next to Jake, who is the best dancer is, they have currently. He's and fantastic. Mike is dancing circles around him like there's no he competition. Just, he, he has this weightlessness to him, and this you know this strength and um flex yeah he's just he's really great i mean jake is incredible jake is the most talented dancer they have but i just wish for half a minute you know this is like my 30 seconds i wish they had just said hey mike how's things at your school (laughs) i mean it's like okay we understand fine he has no problem leaving a school he has no conflicts he has no other obligations he's able to just go back to Lima and do this I mean, for Mercedes, which is fantastic. But it's dancing. like, just, you know, just an update. How you doing? Haven't they, I mean, if I, the Juilliard people seen him dance, I would be like, you can see a freshman year. It's fine. Mm. <laughs> or, yeah. you, you, you He's actually teach teaching the there now. You should be attending is what is, would be my next thing. Like, do you, like, it, I know you're technically supposed to take these classes, but do you want to teach them and we'll give you credit for taking exactly. them? <laughs> if you teach them. He already graduated. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, and then we have the continuing will they or won't they of Clayne uh, and Blaine trying to, or saying he wants to propose, which I don't think we've seen the end of that. Um, what, I, I mean, this I whole... Wish, I wish we did. Um, what This whole Blaine proposal to me, I mean, I, I understand like in high school logic, that probably makes sense. I did love Bert's line, didn't you learn anything from Ben and Rachel? <laughs> like they can't, now that's the moment that I realized that they cannot kill off Bert because he is the only voice of reason <laughs> with with the right 
motivation behind it. But if they kill off Bert, the only upside to if they kill off Bert is that then the next season is going to be an awesome season of Kurt. Like it's essentially going to be the last three years of Queers Folk. Like Kurt is going to be in gonna New York. Ru- are you going to ruin He's another TV stoned. show for everybody? I haven't seen it. <laughs> no, it's just going to be like Kurt in New York, like stoned and like trolling bars. I don't want to see him go through that. You an know, insane two seasons downward spiral. I really don't. <laughs> no, it, it, that's not what Clea is. I don't want to watch that either. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I guess to are me, you still I thought Clea is because there was pot in the first episode. <laughs> there was. That's true. <laughs> Uh, I, I guess I, I mean, yeah, the whole plot, line, the whole like, I want to marry Kurt plot line. It just feels too little too late and too much too soon. I don't know. I don't, I don't really care. Yeah, for I it. don't understand. Like, 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 yeah, they have that sweet moment with that silly Les Miserables song. And mm-hmm. it, it's not silly. I mean, I, I okay. it was, <laughs> Love that song. but, but Blaine and Can't Kurt's over affection of it was slightly silly to me, but uh, they had that nice moment, but then be, like leading up to that, like the the Thanksgiving, what like it, it doesn't make sense with where they're. It it would, I would almost have believed it more character wise if Blaine showed up on Christmas Day with that proposal, mm. because because it because it was like fresh off the off the grill in terms of their relationship falling apart. He's like, I know I did whatever terrible, but I'll never do it again. Marry me, type thing. And now yeah. it's like. Uh, like, oh, we've accepted it and sort of moved on. Will you marry me? Like, <laughs> no, thanks, but no. It feels very, if, yeah, it, it, it's just, I don't know. I, and I guess I just feel like I want more for Blaine. Like, I want Blaine to find Blaine for a little bit. The last couple episodes of Blaine have just been Blaine trying to figure out how to get Kurt back, trying to get Kurt. All I want is Kurt. And I'm like, you know what? It would be nice to just have Blaine be Blaine and not be a tool by which Kurt finds himself. That's always been the problem with Blaine. That cute boy in the fitness class. But I I don't know. I actually, I I feel like I understand Blaine in this episode. I mean, you, he doesn't know what else is out there. And he knows he has this amazing connection with Kurt and he believes that they should be together. And he doesn't want to lose that or risk losing that. So he, he wants to lock that down. And I I get it. I mean, I mean, I think the more, I in his mind, all I can imagine is like the more time that um, Kurt is in New York, the more opportunities Kurt will have and the more questions he might have and the further and further away he might yeah. grow. See, I, so. feel like, I feel like they could have got the same effects from Blaine with Instead, because he's supposed to be going to Yada next season, if if the if the question was like, Kurt, will, will you be my roommate next year when I go to Niata? Like that would be the same yeah. level of commitment on a realistic level for their situation. I, I don't think that works. I mean, yes, realistic in real life, sure, but on an emotional level, no, I don't. Well, I just course, I, don't, course, I don't I don't I don't mean, see him having I mean, that restraint. It would be the same emotional impact for both characters. Just something that that's more realistic. I think you're thinking as a writer, <laughs> because honestly, I'm thinking. Okay, I when I was a senior, well, when I was a junior, I was dating a senior, and when he went away, and now I was a senior. Where does he live? Doesn't I'm on matter. my way. Doesn't matter. But what I'm saying is, you you're, don't you're you don't you don't think of it that way. You're just thinking of well. 
if yeah. you know you just want to that's true and 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 also blaine really believes he has to make up to kurt and well, it needs to but show I, but that I'm, I'm not saying it would happen, but I'm saying Kurt's going to obviously say no to this. Of course, but, but he, he just needs to know Blaine's intentions. But he would, but he would have said no for the exact same reasons to the roommate question. So if that's that's see that well, I don't know. I mean, obviously they'll take anybody in that giant <laughs> loft and they'll just well, like maybe, build maybe, another maybe, room because yeah. the loft is huge. Like Blaine could be like, well, Santana's gonna clearly want her own room eventually, and <laughs> it'd be really nice to, to like. That be place with is you. spacious. <laughs> the place is bigger than our house. <laughs> I think the place is bigger than our lot. <laughs> uh, it, I don't know. I just, I just, I get. I like. I don't know. I have no complaints about this. I love that Bert was the voice of reason, yeah, though, and I agree. and again for the right reasons, not just, not just somebody you know spouting off. You know excuses why they shouldn't do it he was completely motivated by the right reasons and in 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 told him you know if you believe in this then stay and it'll happen yeah see it through and don't force it yeah i think we should take a uh, we should take an inventory of who's going to be in new york next year because we know blaine will definitely be in new york next year and now artie's going to be in new york next i think year. we're moving to new york next year too oh yeah <laughs> Next week, we're gonna yeah, be yeah, yeah. we'll be the next week. week, but we're never, never coming back. <laughs> you, know, um, you don't need a week. I think you just need like a quick commercial, uh, and then you could be there. Well, I told him, <laughs> yeah, I, told, exactly. I was joking with Josh. I said, "Oh, we should just go to Niada because I'm sure we can walk right into a classroom and nobody will be there." And... <laughs> exactly. Well, at least Niada Extension, if nothing else. Yes, they'll take anyone. <laughs> yeah, I took extension <laughs> courses at Harvard, and they didn't cost as much as Niada, but I was working there, so I guess it's different. Uh, we have a little bit of uh, a little bit of Rachel also in New York to discuss, uh, and so let's go ahead and take a listen to Uptight. Everything's all right. This is performed by Kate Hudson and her legs here on the Gleeful Podcast. I thought it was your abs. That was earlier in the episode when she got to this number. It was all legs. I swear they did a solo. Like, did you watch that? Did they sing to you? snare drum in this song kills me it's just on it it's just like so we lost jennifer for a minute but she'll be right back and while we wait for jennifer to come back ed yes so it's becoming more and more evident that that Rachel's going to be on Broadway by the end of this season. How do you feel about that? I mean, Rachel being on Broadway, I mean, she technically was on Broadway before Glee, so she's just circular. Uh, well, Leah Michelle, but not Rachel. Well, oh, well, Le- well, Leah Michelle, she frogged herself up to become Rachel, and then she 
wee princess into <laughs> back into herself. That's back awesome. into Lee and Michelle. She fragged herself up, and now she's going to wee princess. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, as, as I tweeted, that Cassandra July is just the right amount of crazy for me to believe this dramatic swing of opinion. I think for me, she swung just a little too far. Like if there was still a little bit of reticence, I guess I would have believed it more. I, 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 I guess if there was like, like, like if, if maybe there was a line in there that was like, I, like, I resent you for this because of my history, et cetera, et cetera. But congratulations and make the best of it. Like if, if that line, if, if, I, I just I just need I just need they just need to hire us. Like, <laughs> we, we, have, have they officially hired us for Glee season five? Right? I keep we, waiting. I keep I keep waiting for that phone call. I, oh, um, that phone call. That email. Like it's good. it ha- it should happen. Like we we bring so much with just with just little bits of dialogue, just little bits. <laughs> like all I needed from Cassandra in this episode was that very last moment at the end where she was saying goodbye to Rachel and she said, you're going to get it. I know you will. Like that's all of the, that's all of the Cassandra coming around to Rachel that I really needed. So to, in a way like this number as cool as it was almost went too far. It felt like an entirely different character. Um, but it was cool. I mean, the concept of like, you know, I busted your ass, but Niata is family and we take care of our own. Like that was a really cool plot line. I liked that aspect of it. So I think it was just, you know, for me, it was like one step too far. Uh, Cassandra's kind of coming around, but I mean, that was a fun number and it was nice to have some levity. Um, I assume we're going to get an hour of levity next week. So, you know, it's all going to be sunshine and roses for Rachel. But uh, Jennifer, mm-hmm. what'd you think of uh, of Rachel and Cassandra in this episode? Again, this is an instance where um, you, a little out of left field, a little implausible to the degree that it went, but it still worked. Even the second time we watched it, I got goosebumps because it was just it was nice to see that she wasn't just a completely vindictive person, that she was just somebody who was challenging a student who she saw with the most potential to do everything that she possibly could, and which I thought was incredible. And it was an absolutely fun song. And okay, yes, I mean, maybe the whole number was a little over the top, but apparently that's what they do for their tribe. And, and I'm sure, <laughs> you know what, I'm, I'm sure a school who, you know, takes such pride in its students who can, you know, produce such quality performers so quickly in their minds would be very willing to celebrate that. And I I get that. It's just, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I was telling you, I had a, an art teacher who yelled at me one morning before a, a three-hour studio session. And at the end of it, she's like, wow, that's the best work you've ever done. I think I'll yell at you at the beginning of every class. And I was like, oh. I'd rather you not. <laughs> I <was> like, so, <laughs> I mean... I, 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 I get it. And finally, I saw, you know, not just an unreasonable, bitter person. I mean, because if, if she was still that vindictive all the way through the end, there was no way that that person could be in the education system. I mean, <laughs> I, I hope. I'm, I know that there are horrible, horrible teachers <clears throat> out there. But I like to think that the good outweigh the bad. <laughs> and I think that... You know, that would just be the the perfect example of a really good, challenging teacher. Yeah, I mean, in the end, I think I kind of expected Cassandra to go this way. Um, I didn't. 
and, and and it was sweet. I mean, it was a sweet moment. I, I was it, you know, yeah, it, it was a little easy. Um, I do think everything is happening for Rachel way too easily this season, but we'll yeah. find out. I mean, I'm 99% but, sure but, but she's going to get cast. Who is it easier for Rachel or Kurt? Uh, um, they they're both kind of kind yeah, of full well, of win at the moment. Kurt, one one has to be easier th- by by definition. <laughs> but but the thing is, it's like okay, Rachel. We at least see working at her singing and her acting and her dancing. However, minimal that is, we actually mm. see that, and we know that she's been doing it since she was, you know, what forever. Yeah. When she's like six months old, when she, she won her first, she was dance. very vocal in the womb. Yes. <laughs> So all of all of these things, and I mean, granted, they can't show you know fifty, whatever, forty four minutes of her practicing every single episode. So we just you know, have to they, believe they when we could, don't see who she does. They could do a split screen, and Rachel could be practicing the entire time for forty four minutes. <laughs> that would be while, amazing. While while, or while meanwhile, the entire uh, plot line of William <laughs> yeah. McKinley is going on. That would so, be hilarious. I mean, at least we can kind of see her. We can see glimpses of her doing that. I mean, oh. Kurt has not been to work, well, once in the last six months. Yeah. We've seen him sing once against Rachel. We saw him, did we even see him sing with the Adam's Apples? We've never no. actually seen Kurt so perform there, with Adam's so Apples. There's so many things that, he's just always at home uh, making cookies or breakfast or. They said, oh my God, I don't know why they didn't do this. They could have, they could have easily, I don't know, easily, easily might be too, they could have. <laughs> They could have they could have filmed the scenes in a way that 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 something was going on in New York at all times, and that they could be like and they could, could be silent. You could just you could you could get, garner the story just from their movements on whatever they're doing, and then right. and then when and when they're when dialogue becomes important, it becomes bigger, and then the the William McKinley becomes smaller, and then that's just a <laughs> non dialogue non dialogue. Uh, transitions and then then <laughs> that would give everyone a reason to watch the show twice at least because you're like i need to this time i need to watch the william mckinley <laughs> and this time i need to watch new york and that oh god why why they need to hire me okay oh please, please. <laughs> Well, we, we should wow. talk a little bit about uh, Artie as well in this episode. We got to meet Absolutely. Artie's mother, uh, who apparently, uh, Jennifer was informing me, apparently Artie's mother runs a motorcycle game that kills a lot of people and deals drugs all the time. I had no idea. They don't deal drugs. Uh, but I, I thought she was in Married with Children. She all, yeah, she also was in and, Married and with Children. And Sons of Anarchy. Sure. Katie Seagal's awesome. She's, She's fantastic. Do we lose? Um, what do we lose? I don't know. I think okay. uh, we might <gasps> we have lost Ed? our connection. Oh no, no, he's there. Okay, okay good. Here. Sorry, no, our okay, screen, cool. our screen went blank to the logo. Oh, okay. Um, oh, they should, they should do also. They haven't, they haven't done this yet. TV show theme week. Ooh, oh, we I'm gotta get that in season five. Ooh. That's gotta happen before the end of the series. We'll have to talk oh, about. Oh my god, they episodes. could, they could like each character could have like the underlying theme of the different sitcoms. Yes, and then they'd have to perform the theme song. <laughs> That would be like Josh's favorite episode. <laughs> that would be my favorite episode. Uh, so, but yeah, so we got uh, Katie's call. I don't really have that much to say about Artie's episode or plot line. I thought it was okay. I thought Katie Seagal was wildly underused. She was really only in one scene and she kind of outacted both of the other people in that scene. Uh, just by sitting there. Yeah. Just with her. <laughs> She's um, if you do that, if you tell people I'm an old maid again, I will push you out of your chair or something like old just hag. that line alone. Yes. That line alone kind of won her the episode for me. Uh. 
But uh, but yeah, you know. Well, that's good because I was going to ask you who won the episode. Oh, for me, it was Katie Seagal. (laughs) Without question, Katie Seagal won the episode. Uh, Jennifer, what do you think of Katie Seagal in this? I thought she was fantastic. I do. I I I adore her, and I I like. I mean, okay, it was a far more complicated storyline that got really really tied up neatly in five minutes. But I'm okay with that because, you know, I mean, it's a, it's it's more time than some of the other storylines, some of the other big plot well, lines that we have it, been it felt, exposed it felt, to. It felt actually appropriate. Got. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. It, it you're felt right. appropriate for Artie's character. Art, like Artie's <laughs> character size. In, ter- in terms of plot line size, like, yes. I was like, yeah. like, it felt it felt appropriate. Like, like his I, last, he got that last bit during the Christmas episode. So yeah. I mean, and I think that, you know, even even bringing in, like, Katie Seagal for his mom, you know, leads us to believe we're going to see more of her and we're going to see more of them. And I think that's fantastic. It's not just I some so. dismissive, like, I'm good. You good? We're good? Okay. And we're off. You know, it, 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 it felt a little bit more composed than that. They did say everything that, you know, most families would have, after about a month of silence, would have got to. So I'm like only the- a month. Your family was functional. <laughs> uh, you're well, not that, a Brunel well, at don't all. We, don't we have Kitty to thank? We do have Kitty it. to thank. As yes, Kitty wins. See, I uh, think Kitty wins well. the episode. I think <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I was going to give Kitty the win. Kitty, the Kitty Segal gets tip. best supporting, but um, you know, Kitty gets the win. Kitty, Kitty for the win. All right. I mean, I, can't even do I mean, a, Kitty, Kitty kind of was tr- Kitty's was trying to say writer from the blow up that's happening next episode. Yeah. She tried. I mean, she tried. I realized when we were watching oh, this. Oh, oh, Ed, so have you made a choice? Oh, yeah. Did you make a choice, Ed, on who's going to be the catfish? I, uh, Kitty, Unique, or Beast. Oh, so you've got you've got it down to three? That's not a choice, Ed. I mean, Interesting. I, I, I thought at one point it was one of those three. <laughs> Interesting. I so, think I'm going to have to. Is, is, is it in there? Is the person in that three? The thing that I'm going to have to do, well, because I still may be wrong, but I, just, I, I, I feel like I need it. to go back and print out screen caps and have like in like <laughs> like a police you know, board with arrows oh, and strings. Like, and, lines, and, like, like and this and is the moment. And string and like sticky <laughs> things. Like, oh gosh. But, but I... It was it was a building. It was a building of conviction. But there was this one moment, this one look, this can you, one. Can you tell me what the one? Can you tell me who it is? No. Next well, time. If I tell, tell if you. I if I tell you it's when not, it was, it's not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler because you don't know. You don't know. You Do you want me to text with, you? I'll, yes. I'll text you. Yeah, you suspect with good reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna sign on as Katie XOXO. <laughs> like oh god awesome you know they didn't they didn't play it's up, jen uh, it's been jen all along we, catfishing him we never really played up the opportunity for a possible gossip girl type character so ah, interesting mm. that'd be funny yeah. i mean that's not to say that it can't happen in season five we hire ed let's uh <laughs> let's listen to some voicemails here's a bit uh oh, here's <laughs> listen to marie in georgia Hey, Gleeple, it's Marie. I've got exciting news. I enjoyed an episode for once. Woo-woo. <laughs> um, I'm probably still done after season four, though. Anyway, 
Yeah, this was just a lot of fun. Did anything really happen? Not really. Was I annoyed <laughs> that Bert's cancer plotline wrapped up so quickly? Yeah. Do I still think it's stupid that Blaine wants to marry Kurt? Yeah. Do I think it's strange that Bert doesn't seem to know that Kurt has a boyfriend? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of technical problems, but it was so much fun. It was great having Amber Riley singing again. Oh, my heart. And I did love when Bert told Blaine how freaking crazy he was. That was gold. Till near the end, and I got a little annoyed with him because Kurt has a boyfriend. But, um, I mean, yeah, nothing happened. I'm going to... The Cassie stuff didn't make sense either. I really could have done without the Rachel plotline in general because I didn't serve any purpose. But I love seeing Artie's mom. He finally gets a storyline, like, right before the last episode for five minutes. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm actually just feeling good about Glee. And I thought I would tell you that since every week I have something to complain about. And this time, I'm just letting it go. Bye. I totally agree. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a good feeling. Uh, Here's listener John. Hi, Josh Shedded. Uh This is John in St. Louis. I have three quick points about this wonderful episode of Glee. <laughs> Sorry for the wicked reference among friends. First, Michael Malley needs more screen time on this show. Bert's speech to Blaine was the best moment of the episode, and it reaffirms my faith that there still is this tiniest little bit of common sense left in the Glee writer's room who finally can see this. However, they apparently have made the creative decision that only Bird is allowed to be a real adult on this show. <laughs> oh well, I can at least hope. Second, this was the best Artie plot all year. But why use Kitty as sort of the foil for the Artie plot? Couldn't they use someone who actually has a character history with Artie? so that the moment could feel more real or that I could understand the character motivation for helping. Cough, cough, Tina, cough, cough. <laughs> no, I guess weightless and vapor-rape jokes are about as good as, you know, before at this point. <sighs> Sorry, guys. And finally, I'm putting in my plea of what should happen to Rachel next week. She should be cast as the understudy to Fanny. It's a reasonable compromise, far more believable than her actually winning the role on Broadway as a grad, as a undergrad, and my first year in New York, getting her first real audition and winning the part. And it's not going to happen. I know, but <laughs> I just want common sense, and I really want to save the show from becoming, as Josh said last week, the de facto third season of Smash. So. Uh, <laughs> There are my pleas. There are my thoughts. Thanks a lot, and good night. And thank you, listener John. Yeah. Uh, he, made, he, made, he made a point in there. I, I wonder if, in part, Tina's Jenna Utschwitch is being punished for something that she was written to do. I wonder if, in part... <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, they really shoveled it on on her in this episode. Like she had a couple well, awkward they, they, lines. They keep bringing it up. They're like, they're like, oh yes, it was terrible. Calm down. We know. And <laughs> Tina will never get a real storyline again to prove it. And she also yeah. like when they were all listing their accomplishments, and she said she's on the waiting list for a veterinary school. 
like they can they're so mean to her and, and, and then yeah. tina's the one who's like and and why are you like and you're here to vocal coach us mercedes and what are you here for kurt and then he and then he's then he said that line about his father and she's and then like oh, oh yeah awful. like why did she have to be the the jerk in the room because that was, yeah. it was exactly. kind of harsh it was then, unnecessary us which is being punished for something the writers wrote her to do <laughs> so now they're writing to punish her it yeah. is i mean it's Tina in the last couple episodes has become like the Jerry of Glee. She's like the Jerry, bag. Uh, Jerry oh. on Parks and Rec. Like that is who is Tina. the sweetest guy ever in person? Uh, and and I think like <laughs> she's so Tina's gonna like go away to college and come back and be like, "This is my boyfriend, Channing Tatum." Like it's the only yeah, way like, to oh, make Jerry, it Jerry right. Jerry has a crazy, gorgeous wife with yeah. crazy, gorgeous kids. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. We got a yeah, couple more. She was, she's been on, on unfairly punished, and maybe that maybe she's okay with that. Hey, I mean, yeah, well, I you think Tina she or was, she was neglected Jenna. for like three seasons, and she got half a season of awesomeness, and now it's back to kind of how it was. <laughs> yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, we got a couple more. Here's listener Emily. Hi, listener Emily here, and this is my four-word review. Glee needs new writers. Glee's always had a problem developing its storylines, but this season, their build-up and follow-through have gotten ridiculously bad. Think of all the major storylines that have just been summarily dropped this season alone. You've got Finn's military career, Marley's eating disorder, Kurt's job, Rachel's pregnancy scare, the school shooting, and now Bert's bout with cancer. It was introduced in the Christmas episode and then not brought up again until now, only to be completely resolved in under five minutes. What was the point of this plot? Nothing has changed as a result of it. The Hudmo clan are just as strong a family now as ever. Is anyone else bothered by this recent trend? It's like Glee has all but given up on the business of telling decent stories. Add that to the fact that they've stopped dancing on the show all the couples are broken up, and all the best actors are getting mere seconds of screen time each week so we can spend hours on end watching Ryder type on his computer. <laughs> and I've got to ask the question, who is driving this Glee bus? Because they seem to be driving it off a cliff. Okay, rant over. <laughs> Love the podcast, guys. Have a great night. Well, we shall see. There are rumors that... Uh... There are rumors that Ryan Murphy's not going to come back for next season, uh, that another showrunner will take over the show. I don't know that that will be the worst thing in the world. It might be interesting to get some new blood in. I also wonder, and this is just, you know, crazy, uh, like crazy hypothesis, but if everyone's moving to New York, maybe the show's just going to move to New York. I mean, we're going to have every major recognizable character in New York next season. Uh, I, assuming that Finn will find an excuse to move there, which I think is pretty much inevitable. I'm sure so, he'll get a teaching well, but, but, job but, there. With the, yeah. with the exception of, well, I mean, at the moment, Sue would be an easy fix, but... I mean, but Sue's gone. Like, <laughs> no, Jane Lynch, Jane Lynch will more than happily leave Glee, and we'll have Finn, Kurt, 
or we'll have uh, Finn, Rachel, and Kurt in New York, assuming Finn gets there. Santana, Artie's already going there. Blaine's going there. I mean, that's that's more than enough to say, hey, you know, if I were a producer of this show, hey, it sure would be cheaper if we just moved the entire show to New York. And MIT's only four hours away. And MIT's only four hours away. And so Brittany transfers to Columbia, and then suddenly everybody's in. Well, you you would be... Okay, I, I, I don't want to say that you're right. I don't know. You. I don't know if you're right. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I don't either. Well, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you're right. But um, what would be funny if they did pr- pursue that route is if in there in Tina's and um, Artie's senior year, if these if the same batch of two point vanish for two three seasons and they reappear, they reappear as the fr- the freshman class of Niata. If if they were to go down that route, and I don't I don't know if that's what should happen. I don't I don't know if I agree with that. We I'm, we shall see. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying, but I'm Team 2.0s, so I think <laughs> like you you like like I've kind of invested in these kids. Some of them, like Marley, Jake Ryder, Unique, Kitty, I don't like want to lose that. We've made a good effort. Like I think we've made a really good effort to be invested in them. And there's no reason that one of them won't drop out early and move to New York and we get to play the whole like, oh, I'm gonna skip high school entirely and go to fame. But but I but I'm invested I'm invested and I can't be the only one. I I, I'm certainly am not. Well, Mm. I mean maybe um maybe Mike has an in at uh his school and just bring Jake there. Like Jake doesn't need to finish (laughs) college. I mean, finish high school to go to college, right? I mean, I right? I think <laughs> technically I think so, actually. But uh, I know, I'm joking. But I'm sure they could find a loophole in the Gleavers. I just, uh, I don't know. I'm, I was, I was kind of excited to see next season when they kind of have to scramble and get the get team 2.5s out there to get the 12 number back together. Mm. And, oh, interesting. Joe and um, I know what it is. Joe and Sugar will come back from their mission in Uganda because they've obviously <laughs> taken this no, year sugar, off. Sugar, no, the sugar, they've shown Sugar. She's not been in the choir room, but she's been at the school. So, so Sh- sure, okay. that's true. She sure. was in the uh, too hot to be lonely or too young to be bitter club oh, or whatever. So she, she's, she's in the <laughs> school. I'm just, Joe, I'm just saying, Joe has been on mission in Africans <laughs> trying to solve problems. And or the something. thing is, like they Grooming populated mistakes. the whole 2.0s with people who didn't come out of the Glee project, so they're really not at a loss. I'm sure you know there's some um, Disney wannabes who you know. We'll break out and <laughs> let's uh we have oh. one more voicemail to listen to. Sorry. Let's go ahead and take and, it. And, and, I mean, and kind and kind of right now, with the way the music industry is going, the American Idol like we, like getting second place on American Idol is kind of like winning Better? a spot winning Glee project. <laughs> like <laughs> well, so... they're, not, they're not tied to any contract, right? So they, they have more flexibility and they can do their own thing. Well no, no. They they have a but according uh, for the first 10 seasons of American Idol, the runner-up was guaranteed a full album release. Uh-huh. Starting with season 11, the runner-up was guaranteed a single release, and that was it. So. so All right. There you, there you go. Facts. Facts, <laughs> not right. fiction. Well. <laughs> let's, uh, right. let's listen to our last voicemail. This is, of course, Sarah and Caitlin. Hey, guys. It's Sarah and Caitlin. 
Now, for all you prospective writers out there who want your own TV show, here's some free advice. Wow, everyone's when the episode before the season finale is a filler episode, albeit decent, you might have some problems in zero stakes. Just something to keep in mind. Store that nugget away for later. Definitely. I thought this episode was decidedly good, though. It was at least better than a lot of episodes they put out the last half of this season. But like Tara said, there was really no huge major plot points or anything that carried over. Hint, hint, catfishing plot line. Yeah, wrap it up. Just wrap it up. I don't want catfishing in my regionals episode. I don't want that to be the drama that causes them to lose regionals. That's just there for Marley's crappy original song. Caitlin. I'm sorry. I'll lose no judgment until I hear it first. But when your biggest plot lines are one, Artie, who we haven't heard from all this season... Looks like The Loft is getting another number. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like the Haunted Mansion. There's 999 happy haunts, but there's room for one more. Uh, second biggest plot line, Cassandra and Rachel's plot line, which I thought their argument was wrapped up. Why is Rachel so terrified Cassandra's going to sabotage her? And why did Cassandra have crazy mood with Wes? And why wasn't that party scene just in Rachel's dream? I swore it was. But I <laughs> called it. If you go back to our message on the first episode, I said Cassandra was going to pull the stereotypical, I saw myself in you and that you were special and could go the distance. I only pushed you so hard because I was going to get you there like any true mentor does. I almost feel like Kate Hudson wasn't sure if she was coming back, so they had to wrap her up as quickly as possible. And third, Mercedes. She hasn't had a plot this season or really any other season, so why is she going to major in plot when things are still unresolved with the characters we haven't made attention to all season? And for all you kids of the 90s, how awesome was it to see Mercedes' manager was the one and only protozoa from Xenon among the best of the Disney Channel original movies. Oh, if he comes back, there needs to be Supernova Girl. Oh, oh, but wait a second, Caitlin. You totally forgot suddenly OCD Kurt and still overly emotionally attached to Blaine. Oh, how could I have forgotten them? All I have to say about that is that it gave us the wonderful man who is Bert Hummel. He said everything that needed to be said to Blaine and everything Blaine needs to take to heart. I don't think he's going to listen to any of this. And this brings me <laughs> to my one change I would make in order for Glee to be a thousand times better. Make Bert Hummel the leader of the Glee Club. I can picture it. Every Friday, he sits with the kids one-on-one for like five minutes and just talks to them about their week, giving them surprisingly great advice before just hugging them and calling it a week. It would be amazing. Yeah, my one, my one change is a lot less plausible, but it would make Glee a thousand times better, but it might only be interesting to me. It did nothing but an hour every week of Jake dancing to Curtis Santana's duet. Well, we can't wait to hear your thoughts. Bye! Well, okay. thank you guys. Before, before we get to that, I, I just want—I just want to, OMG, Protozoa, and I love Supernova Girl. I—I know, I know the lyrics. Stargazing <laughs> mega fast, give me like a cosmic class, give me a Technicolor world, putting me in overdrive, speed of life, I'm so alive. Could you be my Supernova Girl? Interplanetary, mega shadow, hydrostatic. There's no gravity in between us. Our love is automatic, baby. Zoom, zoom, zoom. You make my heart go boom, boom, boom. Okay, I got that out. Wait. Okay, so. So we're flipping the script because usually this is us doing this to you. What the heck are you talking about? What? Supernova Girl? Zoom, zoom, zoom. From Xenon what is it? 21st Century, Xenon the Zequel, which was equally as good, and Xenon Z3, which the franchise was dead. They should not have made that movie, but I watched it. Oh, anyway. so it's a series of movies? Yes. Oh. Disney, Disney movies. I, Disney oh. movies. And and they and Xenon... Z, I, Arguably, Xenon, the girl of the 21st century, was like my first foray into science fiction. Okay, well, there you go. We'll see. Uh, It goes both ways. Supernova Girl is still a regular listen on my iPod. (laughs) Wow. Well, uh, that's about all I have. Jennifer, do you have anything else? 
no, no, no. I mean, they had some they had some good points in there. Though, you know, I, I I didn't have as much problems with some of the stuff that they said. Um, yeah, I thought it was really good. And oh, I guess we forgot to mention that Will reproposed to Emma and Emma. Oh yeah, that, that, was, like, that was like accepted. a throwaway. He's yeah. like, oh, by the way, my life is fantastic, guys. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm winning. Yeah, and he was a little desperate. Um, in this number here, he was like, <laughs> he was like, when everybody else ran on stage, he's like, oh, I'm gonna run on stage too, yes. and I'm, I'm gonna like jump behind whoever I please, can, and please, let me sing with you, let me please sing. Well, me. See, but uh, wasn't was annoying about it was Mercedes, uh, Mike, and Kurt, where they were all color coordinated, but Will wasn't. I'm That's like, true. No, but he was kind of still. The audience color coordinated. He was in the you were reddish. Not in the audience color coordinated. You're not allowed to spontaneously join <laughs> the group of and color coordinated individuals unless you are also a color coordinated individual. <laughs> now, well, correct wow. me if I'm wrong, but it's very Disney of you. <laughs> the backdrop for this number was totally from the pilot, right? This is the same backdrop that uh, Will's Club used when he was quite, a teenager. Quite possibly. I mean, they. I mean, they I would They can't even afford their actors. How can they afford? <laughs> scenery but no well i mean come on they've always had unbelievable costumes and unbelievable sets and scenery no, for their budget they, they do lots of but the color things. scheme was totally within that realm so i, I think it was definitely trying to get right. like make the connection i'm shocked they just don't reuse the abba set and pour different co colors of light on it and <laughs> it's a different mood it's Purple, not white. Well, uh, yeah. if you'd like to weigh in on anything we said tonight, you can email us at Gleeful Podcast or at, yeah, Gleeful Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us online at gleefulpodcast.com. On Twitter at Gleeful Podcast, I'm at Josh Burnell. She's at Jenny B. Creative. He's at Edward Giordano. You can find us on Twitter or on Facebook. Just search for Gleeful Podcast on Facebook to talk to the other listeners. We record. I don't know when we record, so pretend I didn't say that and we're going to figure it out because that's all going to change. Uh, we are going to be back next week for the season finale, but we don't know when we, we're going to record that, so I will, so will, pay attention. We will be back. We will be back, just not next Monday out. because we'll be in yes. New York. So we will figure out, uh, keep an eye on the Twitter, and I will let everybody know when we're going to record that, um, as well as I'll probably put it on Facebook, too, well, if you was care this, to was this a little Was this a little bit longer episode to tie This was over? definitely a oh, little yeah. bit longer over episode. Uh, so, uh, and Ed, do you want to thank any iTunes reviewers? Oh, oh, um, one would if one was prepared. Okay, next week. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> on that note, we will be back at some point. We don't know yet to discuss the season finale. I'm pushing for midnight. Four. That's exciting. For the Gleeful Podcast with Josh and Ed, I'm Josh. I'm Jen. I love Protozoa. Woohoo! <laughs> Good night, everyone. Could you be my superhero girl?
Honestly, honestly, if it was pro, like if protozoa asked me to take off my clothes, what was Mercedes thinking? <laughs>